welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. Today we'll be discussing why isn't sex compatibility part of the checklist when dating? To join me back at the show and share her point of view, I've invited my mate, Barrett. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. Thanks for coming back. We loved having you on, you know, helping the guys and even girls and women understand about female orgasms. But today (laughs) we're going to talk about sex compatibility. I think it's really important and just not talked about at all. And in fact, my experience when I try to bring it up in conversations at a not necessarily dinner party. Maybe I should do that. It would be quite funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Uh, dinner's getting boring. I'm going to bring this up. But just, you know, when I've talked about it with different people, it just it feels like it's a little bit taboo or something like that or people just don't really talk about it. And th- that's my personal pet peeve of mine, like, that it is considered taboo to include sexual compatibility as part of a serious item on the checklist when looking for a mate. Now, when I'm saying mate as an Australian, I'm not talking about g'day Aussie mate <laughs> as a friend. I mean boyfriend or girlfriend. So how do you feel about this? You know, I I definitely think that sex should be on the checklist of things that are important to you when considering whether or not to commit yourself to someone else. You know, some of my traditional girlfriends, I know their checklist is like, does he make enough money? Does he want kids? Does he want to get married? Does he, what are his values and blah, blah, blah. And they're loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I've whole different thought system on that. um, You know, and I'm always trying to expand their mind. I'm like, well, do you, do you get along in the bedroom? Like, is the sex awesome? Yeah. And I feel so sad when some of my friends are like, oh, the sex isn't really important to me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> girl, you need to rethink some things. I consider that a friendship. Yes. Right? Because isn't that the difference between being like an Aussie mate <laughs> compared to being like a sexual mate? Yeah. <laughs> that is it's the sex in the end, the intimate relationship. And, I mean, you get to know each other and you get closer and have an element of, like, best friend, but it's the sex. If you don't want to screw each other's brains out, why are you exclusive? Exactly. Makes no sense. I mean, so what, what are your thoughts on the, on the checklist? For me, it's really important, actually. Like, mm-hmm. on my checklist I've I've gotten past is all the things that you listed and the basic like are they loyal, trustworthy, bloody bloody blah. I feel like I have a pretty good instincts on things and I can pick up that basic stuff that I don't actually have to have that down as a checking point. For me, the checking points are are you into the ocean? 
Mm-hmm. If you are not, like, I'm not even going to waste my time. <laughs> Do you surf? <laughs> I, I know it. it's super important. And then, like, my major one is are we compatible sexually? And I'll drop a guy definitely because I don't think it's up to par in the bedroom. I don't actually admit that's why I'm dropping them. <laughs> I don't want to hurt their feelings. They're a little feelings. too tough on their ego. Yeah, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but it's not there. And so what I always say to my friends and I'm like, I'm, I don't want, oh, yeah, sex is good. Oh, yeah, sex is okay. That doesn't convince me at all. Mm-hmm. I want sex is fucking great. Mm-hmm. It is great. If it's not at the great level, that's when I say goodbye. Like it literally has to be at that level. And isn't it funny that when sex is phenomenal and you are connecting with someone and it is just every session is more mind-blowing than the session before it? Yes. You're almost willing to forego some of those other things on the checklist. <laughs> right? Like That could be a dangerous spot, though. I know. I've made some stupid decisions. Like, also on my checklist, you mentioned surfing. Well, on my checklist is that they must snowboard. <laughs> so... I'm like, oh, you don't know how to snowboard, but you rock my world in the bedroom. Mm, I'll just go by myself. It's fine. (laughs) Don't ever come with me. (laughs) Not even that I want to teach them, but I'm just like, don't ever join me. (laughs) I'm a teacher. I'll be a teacher. (laughs) Right, right, right. Like, oh, I believe in your hopes and dreams and aspirations and that you could theoretically support me. I don't want a family, so I'm not worried about supporting a family. But I'm like, could your hopes and dreams, you know, support? support us with both of our incomes and living somewhere someday because I also don't believe in a man fully supporting me. I agree with that as well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like the anti-female almost in a sense, <laughs> but like if they rock my socks Anti- off in the bedroom, uh, I'm like, oh, you work at AT&T and those are your highest aspirations. Like there's nothing wrong with working at AT&T. Um, <laughs> you can climb up the ladder, I'm sure, but it just means we don't have a lot in common when it comes to like work discussions. Yes, that is a good point as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I need I need to make sure he's not a douchebag as well, and he's got something going on in his brain. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I said, you know, you have hopes and dreams and aspirations, and also on that checklist for me is like, do I believe that you want to grow and you want to attain more, and do I believe in your ability to grow and mm. continue to succeed? So, like, if you're a janitor, I'll date you. If you're reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know, and I see you putting money aside and trying to invest in something bigger. Like, okay, you can check that box off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you rock my socks off in the bedroom, like, you're in. Yeah. You're totally in. Yeah. So why do you think it's important to make sure you're compatible in the bedroom? Actually, why does it, why do I even have to restrict this to the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> compatible sexually. Like, why do you think it's important? That's a... It's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I think it kind of, it boils down to sex can keep bad relationships together and Mm. it can enhance the best relationships. Yes. Um, It can truly be the thing that makes you so in love with your mate (laughs) that you dare not even look anywhere else. I have been lucky enough to have dated a couple people in my life like that where being with them was so emotionally and sexually fulfilling primarily in the bedroom that why would I look anywhere else? 
if I looked anywhere else, all I would see around me were people that I was sure sucked in the bedroom. Mm. Because how could anyone be as good as what I'm getting? Yeah. So it's not even worth it to cheat. Like you're just going to get a bum deal. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it, possibly lose out on what you've got. Yeah. What are what are your thoughts on that? Well, that does touch onto a major one. Like I, you know, don't have the facts or figures or anything like that. And I know it's not all as well, but I think the majority of infidelities occur because the couple isn't sexually compatible. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes, you know, someone in the relationship can possibly fall in love with someone else outside of the relationship and that can legitimately happen for sure and unexpectedly happen. But I do think majority of infidelities happen because they're not sexually compatible. You are dating is what the scenario is. is sex is between okay and good (laughs) which is awful somewhere okay and good and and there's this belief somewhere and i've heard particularly women so many women say oh it'll get better it'll get better it'll get better as we know each other it'll get better Mm -mm. as we're like more in love it will get better and i can talk from personal experience that it does not get better if the level is okay or good it stays at okay or good Mm -hmm. that's where it stays like maybe every now and then it's like good but it's, it's not a consistent whereas i've also um now not necessarily experienced it you know, the boyfriend, I haven't had a boyfriend per se, but someone that I've been seeing for a bit where it's great, it's always great. So I mm-hmm. I know better now. Like I did that in my 20s. I was in a relationship for all my 20s and, you know, thought it would get better and thought it was good. Right. Um, but then at the same time I was bored as well and I would express that as well and nothing would happen. I'd express that I was bored and I'd want to try things and that other person just didn't feel comfortable to do it and it just I'd try and try and it didn't happen to the point that I'm really opening up here but I like to dress up in lingerie and I stopped doing that because it didn't feel like it was appreciated at all and I've now also realised that's really important for me to do for me as well as whoever's receiving that beautiful gift. But it stopped mm-hmm. and somehow got trapped. Not trapped, I chose to be there, but you get stuck in this relationship because then you're there and it's comfortable and you're in love and whatever and it's been all these years and it can be pretty hard to get out of that relationship. So now that I've learned that big, big lesson, I refuse to for that to ever be repeated again. So for me, it's really important. And if it's, it's okay or good, it's, it's just not good enough. Like mm-hmm. it's just not good enough. So what I hear from you is something that I could almost boil down and I would love to see if you concur, but that communication in the bedroom is almost a hyper focus and a hyper expression of what communication is in that relationship in general. How well do the man and the woman communicate their problems, communicate what they're thinking outside of the bedroom. That can very easily translate to the things that are hard to discuss, like here's what I'd really like in the bedroom. Mm. That's so much harder to, dis- to discuss Definitely. than, hey, I I hate it when you leave the toilet seat up. Yeah, right. Definitely. <clears throat> so if you can't discuss those those little things in your bigger relationship and, and also the things that matter in your bigger relationship, like – I wish you would, I need you to pick up your clothes more. Here's what it does to me. Or, you know, sometimes if we, I 
get so offended, when you get so defensive, how can we resolve that? I mean, that's a huge one. Yeah. If you can't talk about that kind of stuff in your relationship, you certainly can't talk about the freaky shit in the bedroom. Yeah. Things that I'm not into, but I'll use examples of. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, what if... What if you like it in the butt? Mm. Um, And not as a female, but even males. Some males love a finger up their butt. Mm. It's not personally my jam, but I'm open to hearing someone who says it. Mm. And if you can't talk about those things with your mate and then feel accepted that they hear you and that if that's something you really want and you really love that person, you would try your best to accommodate, right? Exactly. And that's kind of part of being sexually compatible. I agree. I agree. And like hindsight is such a beautiful thing. And I was always really scared. Well, when I first started saying that I wasn't as satisfied, it was very scary to begin with to say because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. It's the hardest thing I feel like for either person in a couple to say. And it almost goes too long without saying. Yes. It was years later, like years and years and years later. And somehow I got the courage to say something, but nothing really happened either out of it. So, you know, you learn things as well. And now that I've got that experience, I now know how important it is. And I now know you could get stuck in a relationship in a way and then it eventually ends <laughs> often by an affair um yeah in that scenario that it maybe it should have got cut in the dating stage like if we just mm-hmm. started putting it as part of the checklist of whatever you're into sexually it doesn't matter if you're into i don't know what's a basic sort of thing maybe SNM. like yeah, well, that's more of the extreme side. So oh, just that's not a big. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to go, um, you know, one. Not my jam, but there's a, <laughs> there's a story I'm getting ready to share with you that is based in SNL. Oh, well, there you go. That's what hit my mind. But I was just thinking, like, maybe whether you can just, like, communicate a certain position that you like. like oh. Yeah, I was just thinking oh, okay. basic, whether then mm-hmm. we start getting into more. So, like, if you're a woman, you don't really prefer doggy, right? And, yeah, and maybe I'm that's something that, that you would like, yeah, like to communicate. like, basic and just something basic. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd lead into, like, lingerie or outdoor adventures or something a little bit kinky, like handcuffs and blindfolds, mm. maybe um, some that's toys. S&M. Now we're jumping into SM, <laughs> maybe a little bit of Dom action, or maybe like threesomes <laughs> or um, straight up there into a sex party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, since I threw SM out there, um, <laughs> what I was uh, mentally preparing to share with you was that uh, I had a boyfriend okay. um, a couple years ago who I definitely also probably should have cut off at the dating stage because early on in dating, he expressed to me that he was very into tying women up. Okay. So very much this S&M thing, this blindfolding thing. Mm-hmm. And that is not my jam. Okay. I, it's not. Do you know that because you've tried it before or you just decided it wasn't your thing? You know, I, I'll i try anything once. Okay. That's my general rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the weirdest of the weird. Like, yeah. you're, not, you're not pooping on me. <laughs> I was right? thinking of peeing. We both went. Yeah. <laughs> we both went. No. <laughs> no. No bodily fluids out random holes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, 
I have been blindfolded before and once you learn how to relax into it, it's, it gets comfortable. It, but mm. it was all about the other person pleasing me mm. and teasing me in those ways that made me very present and not in my brain. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm open to being blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the very first night that we tried it, it was about a month, month and a half into us dating. Mm-hmm. We were right on the borderline of becoming bo- boyfriend, girlfriend. And on this particular night, we had both gotten really drunk and some things had happened like uh, he chucked an ice cube in my direction. It happened to hit me in the face and cause my temple to swell, unbeknownst to him. Right? Wow. That's, we were drunk. That's quite the we um, were very drunk. precision hit. <laughs> right. It was, uh, I have lots of fun in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty much a 15-year-old boy at heart. But <laughs> um, So on this particular night, then after this ice cube incident, unbeknownst yeah. to him, how much it hurt me because I was like, he's just drunk. Yeah. I'm not even, I can't even be that mad because he has no idea what he just yeah. did. We go inside and he decides that it's the night to, to, to do this S&M stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to blindfold you and tie you up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, this is not the best night for this because I hate you right now. I can see you reliving the processing of that moment. (laughs) And and I'm very much, what's our safe word? Yes. What's our safe word? And I pre-warned him. I was like, I'm not sure how far I want to go with this. We've kind of done some things tonight that I'm not sure you entirely recall, but let's give it a go. Okay. And he, he very much, you know ties me up, blindfolds me. He ties me up to like, you know, those, those hanging bars on the door frames that guys used to do pull-ups and stuff on. Oh, right. He ties, your, me up to, he ties me up to that. Are your feet no longer on the ground? Um, I was in a position where my feet could not be on the ground. I could stand up if I wanted to, but he kind of wanted me to hang. I was like, oh, I'll hang. <laughs> Are you like, uh? and then he just comes out of the gates, like with a, a soft whip. But like whipping and and I must have said the safe word within the first 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. And started crying. And yeah. he was devastated. Yeah. He was just like, oh, my God, what happened? What's wrong? Like for him, this is usually a positive experience. And he wanted yeah. nothing but for me to have a positive experience. And then I had to sit down on the couch with him and explain to him the whole ice cube in the face thing earlier. He had already literally hurt me in real life and wasn't aware. And then he tried to, you know, infiltrate the sexual thing, which I would I would normally be open to experiencing for longer and seeing how he likes it. And so he was just like mortified. But the the sad thing that snowballed out of that was that. He never, ever again, for the next nine months that we were dating, ever tried anything like it. And I think one of the things that led to his one infidelity moment was that that was something that was so important to him. Yeah. And because of that one experience, he never tried it with me again. And it was never discussed again. It was never discussed again. Not until we, we broke up. Okay. And I, I asked him, why did you never try to tie me up again or S&M again? He's like, well, that one time was just so awful and embarrassing. And I was mm. like, I am the most open person, aside from you, Sarah. Like, I'm literally one of the most open people I know, judgment-free all the time. Like, you could have always asked, hey, would you be willing to give it another go? And yeah, I think it's one of the things that brought down our relationship was – essentially that sexual incompatibility 
Yeah. He loves to tie up and do some light S&M stuff. Mm. And for me, it's completely not my jam. Have you experienced Mm. anything like that? I've. I'm sadly feel like I need to explore more. <laughs> so, because I was hopefully without ice cubes to the face. Yeah, I was in that relationship where I feel like I was just super vanilla. So, but you know, I'm hearing apparently I'm not that vanilla, but I feel like I've been vanilla for way too long. So, maybe give me, give me a year. <laughs> let's, let's come back to this. You know, another thing I find interesting is I. I now consider myself vanilla. Um, okay. But my personal motto is I'll try anything once. Yeah. Right? And I have tried quite a few things mm. once. And personally, for me, what I really learned is nothing gets me off like a connection with another human being. Yeah. You can try and do all these other things that you think are going to work for you. You can try and choke me. You can try and put things and holes that they don't belong in, you know, like, but at the end of the day, if we're not looking each other in the eye and I'm not reading your energy and you're not reading my energy, the sex is going to suck. Oh, totally. You either vibe or you don't vibe. Mm -hmm. It's very, and that's why I go back to, I suppose, the start of our chat is those basic things that people put on their list that they put as a checklist. And I say, I don't because it's instinct. That's instinct, that's energy, you gel, you don't gel. It's it's that simple and you can't pretend that. It doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. You can ignore it for a little while, maybe even a few years or whatever, but eventually it surfaces for sure. So how can someone who's maybe a touch on the conservative side start to explore putting sexual compatibility on their checklist? What, what do you well, think that looks like for someone who's inexperienced do think, with doing do you so. think that is that person want to like stay conservative or does that person want to start exploring i guess we should talk about both because yeah, your listeners are probably one or the other yeah um <laughs> I, I know that i'm not conservative <laughs> when i have conversations but i feel like i am compared to what i know that i want to experience and i mm. haven't experienced it yet but i so i'm in the boat of I'm not conservative, but I'm going to put myself in the conservative boat for the point of this conversation, wanting to explore more. So I've actually written a list of everything that I want to experience, basically, because I I wanted to get clear within myself, like, what do I think I'm into? What's a definite yes? What's a curiosity or a maybe? And what's like a no-go? Like Mm -hmm. I I can just tell that I just wouldn't be into it. So I've written that list down for myself and I think that will also help me communicate that as well whilst dating and I will. I will probably just pull that list down and be like, hey, I'm into this, anything that you're into as well. And hopefully the guy's into it all too and we can just start having fun in the dating phase, which Mm -hmm. is my point. Are we compatible or are we not? That's how I'm going to approach it, Mm -hmm. I think. I think that's such a fantastic idea. Um, Something that I would actually love to to leave this interview and go do myself is, like, write down, what do I know I like? Mm. What do I know I'm interested in trying that I've never tried before? Yeah. What am I on the fence about? And what do I know I won't do? Like, for instance, my no-go's 
I do not do anything involving poop, pee, or vomit. Yeah, I agree. No go. Some people are really into that. Mm -hmm. But if you're into that, you definitely should find out if your partner's into that or not. Yeah, if that's important to you, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I even, to even break it down further, when I was like trying to work out what am I into and not, because I'm not very good at labeling things or whatnot. (laughs) So I need to work out what are the words to describe what I'm into. Mm. And as much as, you know, this can get a little bit of a bad rap or whatever, I enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey at the fantasy side of things, so the sexual side. So I Googled Fifty Shades of Grey and what that sort of sex is. And and then, you know, then you go down the Google. What is that sort of sex? Because I'll be honest, I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Haven't read the book. I haven't read the book, apparently. I don't know. <clears throat> a lot of people don't like the way it was written. But I was happy to watch the film. And and when I did watch the first one, I was in that relationship where it felt vanilla. So I suppose, mm. you know. Okay. <laughs> See, that might I be felt the like difference. I was missing out. I, I felt like I was missing out. And, and I watched most of the scenes and I was into it. So well, I felt like I'd be into it, really. Mm-hmm. But I was in a relationship where the person – after many, 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 many years, wasn't even comfortable to dance for me, let alone anything else. So that that should oh. be a red flag. Um, and I didn't feel like, you know, they were really that into me getting dressed up either. So that stopped. Isn't that um, the most heartbreaking? Yeah. I mean, you know, got a result. We had sex, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, I think I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool, whatever. But I've definitely... Yeah. That's not the normal reaction is what I've discovered. So. <laughs> that is not the normal reaction at all. The normal reaction is guys' eyes widen, their jaw drops, and they immediately go, you are the sexiest woman I've ever seen yeah, in my entire like, life. Yeah, they want their hands all over you. I'm like, fucking sit back, mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. No, this is torture while I showcase the goods. Yes. <laughs> so so that's where I Googled it and came up with things. So there's basic things, you know, like outdoors, um, I don't know, positions, you learn things all the time, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it was a bit of light S&M because he's got different toys and things like that. But it's in a loving, not really aggressive sort of way. Mm. Animalistic sort of things, lingerie. And then you can, I feel like, yeah, maybe we can get our inspiration from books or films as well and just googling some of those words i know guys that they like to watch a bit of porn is it realistic or not i don't know maybe maybe not the like porn that they're watching the porn and like reliving it's not realistic that. Yeah. Oh. Like, i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe you can reenact the scene but that's where i started so I don't know if we're going to be the best people considering to talk about the conservative person wanting to stay conservative really, but I imagine that's where, see, if I'm dating the conservative person, I can tell that they're conservative now, I'm pulling the pin, mm-hmm. like probably after the first time we sleep together because right. I can tell. Well, you definitely, you shouldn't, like you're much more liberated than the conservative person. So if you sleep with a conservative person, it's just not a good match. No. You know, and, and that's, I think, what this whole episode is about is is knowing are the person is the person that you're with more explorative than you are? Are their wants and desires above and beyond what yours are? Or are they in alignment? Yeah. 
And or, there's nothing or right or below, wrong what? either. Like yeah. it's not about right or wrong. It's just about compatibility. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this and why it's such a pet peeve is I, I just don't want it to be a taboo. I want people to talk about these things. I want people to add it on their checklist. Like are we sexually compatible, whatever that means? Mm-hmm. Do you just no want to have missionary all the time? Fantastic. Make sure you're with someone who also enjoys missionary as much as you do. Exactly. And that's what they want. Maybe together you'll learn and you'll grow. Maybe together Maybe in five years. Flip it around. There you go. <laughs> right? Maybe in five years you'll be like, I'm ready to wear lingerie and take it off for you mm. before we go me on top. Mm. Switch things up a bit. The other thing, actually, I think that we can bring up, considering I've been very open to the fact that I love a little bit of Victoria's Secrets and lingerie and things <laughs> like that, is... You know, there's a lot of guys out there that would love their woman to do that. Oh, my gosh, yes. And they don't receive it Mm. (laughs) ever (laughs) is what I'm learning. It's like a rarity. And how do you get your woman to do it? Often I know, like I'm friends with a lot of these women that don't dress up for their men and, you know, you can imagine, well, maybe not, but imagine the conversation that we have because I can't believe it because I love it. So, um, but but often these women don't want to dress up in the lingerie because they don't feel confident to do mm. it. And to be gone, to be honest, when I was in that relationship dressing up, like I would do pole dancing and burlesque dancing and I would like deliberately learn routines, right? Oh. Deliberately learn routines that I yeah. wanted to bring home. And even when I'd like put a bit of a show on, I still felt a little bit, nervous and then because mm-hmm. I wasn't really getting that much of an appreciation or reaction it didn't exactly help with my confidence right so however I'm like super confident now I'm like whatever but then I mean I still tried and over and over because obviously it's something that I'm also into like I I considered dressing up in lingerie and wearing something beautiful and feeling sexy amazing just as just as important as like finding a beautiful dress, dressing up and going out to, I don't know, a, a gala mm. event or something like that. Like I see them as the same. This is definitely where we differ. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I respect your opinion and I, I wish I was the way that you are. Yeah, so that's my girly side there. But I definitely wasn't confident to do it like straight away. It was something mm-hmm. – and now I'll just buy lingerie for myself. I don't care if I've got no one to wear it. I wear it for myself. But it was a build-up. So I suppose the advice for men is if you are into it, like communicate that, show it, really show your appreciation. Don't just show up for when you need to show off to the boys amongst the boys. Like she needs to know that it was appreciated and she was into it because that's going to build her confidence up more. The more confidence she feels, the more she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. It is that simple as far as I'm concerned. Completely. And and this just came to me as another suggestion for men. If you know you want your lady to, to wear something sexy for you, go another step farther. Get her a gift certificate to Victoria's Secret. Go shopping together. I want to do that. Sure. Go shopping. It's it's. Uh, I have done that with boyfriends. Okay. It's a little intimidating and awkward a little bit. Oh, uh, like, really? Why? Well, because, like, you get refitted every time you go to Victoria's Secret and you find out you're a different size than you thought you were, like, because the person who – it's a thing. I um, <clears throat> Not that part. I think just oh. going through well, the store and picking stuff out and be like, would you be into this? You're into, yeah. you're into cute or into sexy, into lace, you into, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, y- 
You say that. However, the last time I went to Victoria's Secret with a boyfriend, I found out I was a 32 double D instead of a 36 C. And I actually cried. Oh, I cried because I was like, this girl ain't no double D. Like, are you for real? (laughs) That sounds so huge. Like, like I can't tell people my size anymore. 36 C sounded perfect. 32 double D sounds ginormous. I surpassed that when I was on contraception and I know that feeling. Well, and I discovered it's all about the cup size. And yes, 32 double T's do fit me better. They cover me better. And they're, you know, but it was just like, I cried. I cried that day. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'm trying to show my boyfriend bras and stuff. And then it's like, but he's not in the dressing room with me because you're not allowed to be. So then it's not, I don't know that for the conservative person, it's as awesome as it seems. But as as a man, if you and your woman are a little conservative, I would suggest Get her a generous gift certificate to Victoria's Secret. Like, no 50 bucks, no 100 uh, bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks doesn't yeah. get you no, much. Mate. She's like halfway to a lingerie piece at 50. So get her like 100, a 200. 150. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yes. But if you love your woman yeah, and you, you really want a, her to come home. If you're on a budget, you, uh, uh, a bra a bra's about like 60, 70 bucks at Victoria's Secret and a good pair of undies is about 20. So 100 bucks, you can get an outfit. Okay. But that's just like a brand undies outfit. That's not like guard about. That's not lingerie. Things. Yeah, that's not. Well, it can be, you know, for a conservative person, that's a big step up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we're, well, the, the moral of the story is get her a generous gift certificate there with, with the message of, babe, I love you. And I think that you look sexy as shit. And I would love for you to to wear some lingerie with me for some sort of sexual experience. I think that you Mm. will look beautiful and I'm not going to pretend to know your sizes. I'm not going to pretend to know what's going to look good on you. I've paid for it. I I would love for you to go and pick something out that makes you feel like the best, sexiest version of you. Yeah. And go at it. Mm. You know, I actually just kind of gave me goosebumps, you know, like what a sweet message from a man. Yes. To a woman, like, here, I want this. I think you're going to be wonderful. I think you would also enjoy it's exciting. it. And that's a little bit of part of the foreplay as well, right? Yeah. And then like he's the sitting around, you're sitting around wondering, oh, my gosh, what is she going to pick out? And as mm. the woman, sure, it feels a little bit like pressure. Like, now you have to go pick out this insanely excellent outfit. But hopefully your man just gave you free reign. Right? Mm. Oh, it's Victoria's Secret. There is something you will look good in, girl. Always. There is something. I cannot walk in there without walking (laughs) out with bags of stuff. Mm -hmm. But another thing I've also noticed is that, man, as women, we way overjudge ourselves. Definitely. Do you know what a man loves? Confident woman. No. A man loves a naked woman. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. A man loves a naked woman and a man loves a woman in lingerie. Sure, confidence is an added confidence bonus. Is good. It adds. It's great. It definitely it's great. Does. However, ladies, once he gets you naked, he gives zero fucks what you look like. He mm. is so pumped to 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 he get it in there and to have sex yeah. with you and you are naked. You are the best looking person he has ever seen at that moment in time. Yeah. So you should feel confident because man, you are giving him the goods. Yeah. And he is loving every single second Definitely. of it. So to, to add to this, to draw it back into the dating, because this is that's in the relationship, because this actually adds to something else that I have to mm. say about this topic. And I just like realized it a week ago. Mm. I had this aha moment. Oh, do share. I do share. Is fuck that. 
about saving this stuff for a special moment and mm. saving this stuff for a boyfriend and saving this for blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into it, why can't you start exploring the dating, which ties back to the taboo and not really being yourself in the bedroom, the dating? And I am against that. Mm. Absolutely 100% against that. I think mm. as as whatever you're comfortable and confident with, but like, because we're just using me as an example and Laundre as an example. Victoria's Secrets, feel free to send me anything. <laughs> I love it. this podcast. Let, yeah, I'm going to whip out Laundre if I feel like I mean, you're not mm-hmm. going to get on the first time. I'm going to be real and it's going to be up to when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the mo- mood and I feel like pulling out an outfit, mm. I'm going to do it now because in my head and I think what we've been brainwashed somehow, I don't even know where the hell it came from, is – Save that for a boyfriend or save that for a special occasion. Mm. I disagree. Yeah. Just do what you want to do in in the dating phase because then you get to see, like, that's me. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. And and if I also see that you have a vanilla reaction to that. Mm -hmm. If your eyes don't widen and your jaw doesn't drop and you don't express how beautiful and sexy you think I am in that moment. This ain't going to work. <laughs> if that's not appreciated, I'll find someone else that does appreciate it because I know mm-hmm. it can be appreciated. So that's why I think it's so important to be yourself, be authentic, be real in the dating phase, add it to the checklist and be yourself sexually, however that may be with the person that you're dating that you feel comfortable to do it. Completely. I think you just knocked it out of the park with that word authenticity. Thank if you, you are not authentic to yourself, you can't be authentic to someone else. And if you are not authentic with yourself and authentic with someone else, then there's no, there's, where's happiness then? Yes. There's no happiness. It's just like going to be the root of, <laughs> that means sex in Australia. <laughs> Wrong word to yeah. use. <laughs> um, it's just going to be the cause of problems down the track, I think, really. Mm-hmm. So let's just figure it out at the start like everything else and in fact maybe put a little bit more importance on it than what's been given to it in society completely because let's be real we're all having sex Mm. and when you're in a relationship you're having sex and the last thing that you want is for that to decrease to once a month once you guys get serious and stuff some people like it like that (laughs) but that's where those people are compatible then hopefully (laughs) but that's where sometimes they're not and that's even the point like Sex drive, is that a little Mm. bit compatible or not? Because, you know, this idea that lots of women have low sex drive, I also, no. Mm -mm. I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it Mm -mm. either. So it's just a compatibility thing. At least not the word lots. I believe some. Some have low sex drives. Yeah. But possibly caused by by unhappy scenarios from their past. Yes. You know. But there are many w- men that are willing to understand and accommodate those circumstances. And I, I do know several of them who, okay. have, who have married a woman who had some bad sexual history. Yep. And they are perfectly happy being with her because she provides so much else in their life. And they are sexually compatible in that way. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So it just, yeah, I just put it on the list, put it on the checklist, put some importance on it whatever level important suitable for you, but let's just make sure we're being authentic and real from the start, compatible, and then it's really happy days for everyone. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks and for having me again. This has been great and I hope everyone's gotten something out of this and we'll chat to you soon. Bye. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our Deepest Secrets Reveal? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you.